You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all. Uh, a couple of things, as always, make sure you go to thefeedback.com slash... What am I saying? No, youtube.com slash the feedback to see all the videos of all the pretty people I've had on the show. Uh, the archives go really, really deep, so make sure you subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, recently, I just we just celebrated our 300th episode. Nice. Yeah, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. 10 years in the making. That's not a, not a good ratio, but whatever. <laughs> I made it. I made it, mama. I ain't making money off of this, but <laughs> I, mean, I have created though. Yes, I've, I've done things. I've talked to people, really interesting, thoughtful, funny people. This is what I do. So thank you so much for uh, for checking me out. Oh uh, yeah, go back to the archive, Spotify, whatever, uh, and go whoever I had on, go see them live on stage, whatever projects they got going on. We always have the links uh, in the show notes or in the YouTube notes. Second. Uh, record play live make sure you follow record play live on instagram uh by the time this comes out we already had our uh producers edition but our next one is going to be december 17th uh sunday we'll be back at pershing and the theme is one hit wonders so that'll be fun nice so brush up on all your ice ice baby <laughs> it's music trivia so you know it's going to be a good time. We, we're going to have uh, Marissa will be back hosting. DJ K. Cali will be in the building as well. I'll be out there as well. So uh, you should be, you should get your tickets right now. You go to recordplay.live slash one hit wonders and you can get snag your tickets. All right. So I'm really excited. This is episode three under than one. So I'm glad I got this lady in my building. And, and Doc Farrow was like, yo, you got to you gotta have Cat on. He you did. Gotta, he yes, did say yeah. that. Yeah. I was holding the gun, but he said it well. <laughs> yeah. I got Cat Hammonds in my house. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming through. Oh, thank you. I look forward to it. So what, how, what did, how do you know Doc, first of all? Doc and I were in a theater company together, and that's how we met. Uh, I don't know if I'm putting him on blast, but I guess I'll put him on blast. Oh, you don't care. Go ahead. We dated for a while. A second. A half second. A millisecond. Really? And then he broke up with me. That asshole. I know. He's really? Like, yeah. How long ago were we talking? Oh, it's got to be 10 years now. Something like oh, that. Oh, 10 years. But you yeah. guys are cool now. Oh, we're so cool. Yeah, he's one of my best friends. Oh, yeah. Doc's the shit. Yeah. Doc's the shit. Yeah, yeah go, awesome. go Go see Doc Farrow wherever he's at. In, in the country at any given point. Yeah, because he's, he's awesome, and he's really, he's really, like, putting it out for his comedy, so he'll be all over the place. So, yeah, look for him. Yeah, so, uh, how did, so you're in this new movie mm -hmm. for When You Get Lost. Yeah. Right. So, th this is your first time in Austin for the Austin It is, yeah, yeah. And how, how is it so far? Uh, you guys keep a, you keep a lot of humidity here. You like... You seem well, to like your humidity. Yeah, but th this is this is recent. Really? Yeah, because this isn't just life. No, we went we went for months without any kind of rain. It was just straight oh, hot. Oh, interesting. Straight hot. So yeah. you came in when it started, you know, kind of raining a little bit. So yeah, it, it get, you get the sticky skin. Oh gosh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. This is uh, uh, you know, we get by, we get by. But I mean, what anything else struck you about Austin? Did, first of all, did you have any kind of Oh, I'm going to Austin, so I expect to see X. 
Homeless I people, mean, we got those. <laughs> you do have homeless people. Yeah. You have a lot of people talking to themselves, which, you know, made me feel like I was back home in L.A. Uh-huh. Um, I guess because it's Austin, I was really expecting Portland. And it seems like Portland. Yeah, our sister city. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If I'd gone someplace else like Dallas, I would have expected a lot of cowboys and cowboy boots and all of that other uh-huh. stuff. I wanted to wear cowboy boots and all of that, but it just felt out of place for Austin. No, we're a flip-flop city. Yeah. We're a flip-flop. Flip-flop, khaki shorts, and longhorn t-shirt. That is the Austin. I did see a lot of longhorn t-shirts, so, yeah. Look, I went to UT. I don't own a single one. What? I don't give a shit. Don't even support. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't care. I you went know to what? The... That's how uh, teams lose, is when you don't support them by buying their merch. So, really? Because yeah. their merch keeps them alive? Yeah. They don't get paid their merch anyway. makes them feel so good in their soul that they're like, I'm going to just win this for Jesus <laughs> and that dude who bought my merch. Yeah, but I, I, I don't care that much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lose, win, I'm who sorry, cares? Longhorn. It going to ruin my day. I mean, it's just like, oh, you win, you lose. Yeah. Yeah. Keep walking. I, I still got to eat. I still gotta <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that might be interrupted if I, I buy I, your merch. I th- yeah, exactly. Just me, just good old me not wearing your t-shirt. It's not going to make you lose. Goddamn, back to anywhere to Jersey today again. On, we're not playing. You know, like, they, they light up the tower where the Longhorn win? Yeah, yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, fuck, back then we're the thing. We can't. Yeah, we can't. We can't. can't. God damn Just it. psychologically, I can't deal with that. <laughs> and so, coach, I'm sorry, no. No, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not. So that is the, that is the, I was shocked too. So, cause I was like, cause you know, coming from France, I was yeah. like, I was expecting all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I get here. I'm like, oh, this artist, people actually kind of, I won't say a thing outside the box cause the box is not that big to begin with. Right. But it's, it's more of a, like a, the island inside of Texas kind of thing. There's is Austin really? and there's the rest. And so the rest is the stereotypical part. Oh, you drive I out think. a couple hours. You're in Texas, Texas. Interesting. Like, you know, one street light, main street, like old roads. Interesting. Yeah, just drive out a little bit, you'll 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 see that. Yeah. But no, no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want you don't no, want to No, but it, it's gotten to a point. I mean, you you've seen you've probably heard it's probably I mean it's happening all over the country, you know. This place used to be the hood. What? Yeah. This this is all new shit. I mean, because yeah. you got to see this neighborhood. This is just like the suburbs. It's beautiful it out here. Yeah, but yeah. Th- there was nothing here. Like, if you told people back in the day, hey, you live in Pflugerville, you'd be like, God damn, that's far. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're you're in the country almost. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, Austin is is more like, is, you know, Waco, you know, Georgetown, Round Rock, Pflugerville, Huddle, Austin, Cal, San Marcos, San Antonio. It's like that whole corridor. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what it's like now. So you know, of course, people want to come here and people want to move here because it's the best place to live. Yada yada yada. Until then, they all start moving here, and then somehow the quality of life d- diminishes. Yeah, because people come in and go, "Oh wait, so where's the where's the music? Where's the the thing that Austin is known for? Like oh, it's gone." Oh yeah, no, that's gone it, because gone. those people can't afford it anymore. Yes, that's what that's what happened. Yeah, and eh. I mean, so. I, I'm not one of those, you know. Don't come to Austin. Don't Dallas my Austin. Mm. People are saying, don't LA my Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just where you say, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I go, meh. You go, meh. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, it ha- it's going to, it was going to happen no matter what. It's yeah. one of those things to either embrace it or get the fuck out. Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah. It's really that simple. But tell us a little bit about the movie before we move on to our, 
Yeah. So for for when you get lost is, I guess you could say a coming of middle age story. It's about a woman who is in the middle of her life, who's kind of had this arrested development in terms of being a grown up, which I relate to. Mm -hmm. And she had this very turbulent relationship with her father growing up. And so he's very ill and she wants to go to Washington so that he can finally apologize. And once he apologizes, everything's going to be fine. Life will be good once he apologizes. Then she gives herself permission to grow up and all of that. But of course, that's not how life works. Mm -hmm. And so the role I play in that is of her father's uh, second wife. And Oh. Yeah. White father? Yes. Ooh, very progressive. Oh, yes, exactly. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yes. I gotta be in this. <laughs> exactly. I have these two white ladies who are maybe 10, 15 years younger than 15 years younger than me and they're playing my stepdaughters and then I had mm -hmm. my biracial daughter who was supposed to be in college and I was like I like this this is what life looks like <laughs> and so he just was a different man the idea is that he was a very different man when he married me and so our daughter is a very different one of the sisters these guys are traumatized uh -huh. this one who's so much younger has no idea what they're talking about and so that tension that happens so she goes on a on a Road trip to... Yeah, she goes from Los Angeles because her dad insists that um, she come up. So And she's too broke to fly, but she doesn't want to tell her dad that. And so she decides to drive mm -hmm. and picks up her sister, who they've been estranged for like a significant amount of time, like seven years. Uh -huh. And so it's about them bonding. It's about everyone kind of coming to grips with our parents, our human beings that make mistakes and life doesn't always end the way you want it to. Sometimes you got to go with what's happening mm -hmm. and it'll actually turn out better when you just are present to the moment. Blah, blah, blah. New age. Blah. Yeah. 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 Nah, no, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like, can I say that? It is your movie. <laughs> I was, I, look, I saw, I saw, I saw the trailer and it, it is, it is the, the kind of like a lot of hugs. Yeah. Like that kind of, that kind yeah. of stuff. A lot it? of tears. The audience really. Really? Yeah. So many people came up to me and was just like, it was so emotional for me. And I see that. I mean, I can see that I just have such a different, my character had a different experience with it. I had a different experience with it just because if there's any one thing that I'd learned from like the death of my own mother, mm -hmm. when it gets to that point where they're in the hospital and, and health is declining quickly, mm -hmm you almost don't have a chance to just sit and be sad or be scared or whatever's going on because at that point it's a business. You're dealing with the insurance. You're dealing with the hospital. You're dealing with what are the future plans? What are the present plans and all of this stuff? Mm -hmm. And then when she passed away, then that's the other part of the business. Okay, well, now we have to plan a funeral. We have to let people know. And so you just kind of develop this real focused vision during that time where you're just moving from event to event. And then after it's all over, then you suddenly realize, you know, the the amount of loss that you've suffered. It is heavy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one thing that I, I think everybody fears is like, yeah, the, the day that, you know, your parents go. Yeah. And you're you're never even if even if your your parent is, is sick and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. You can never be prepared for it something always like shocks it's always always like oh man if only da, 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 or yeah it's and then you start you start thinking about oh was i actually the you know the the best version of a son or a daughter that my parents hoped me to be right hope for me to be i thought about and that did, a lot did yeah. you yeah did you uh 
all those times when you you know you didn't pick up the phone or you haven't talked to them in a week yeah. or a couple of weeks or you're like you have no idea what's going on in, in their lives even and you live like you know miles apart yeah and you're like oh shit yeah uh thanksgiving i couldn't make it that one right year. christmas i i had some you get so caught up in your shit yeah and you're like oh they're over there they're gonna be all right they're fine exactly retirement income's yep. good yep and so, so it's okay that i'm 45 and they're paying my cell phone bill and insurance that just makes sense exactly yeah. and then boom and yeah Fuck, now I got to scramble. I got to do it. Yeah, I got to pull myself together. And that was really a powerful moment because what the situation was is my my mother had had a stroke. Uh And she lived through the stroke and everything, but she had to go from like the urgent care part in Mm -hmm. the hospital to the rehabilitation part. And that was a different hospital. So my brother and I had come home to help my dad and just make sure he was supported as we made this move to another hospital and figured out what was going to happen because she was supposed to come home like within two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to come back from Los Angeles because I grew up in Utah. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to go back to Utah to help. And my brother said the same thing. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. And so he left on a Monday and Tuesday she passed away. Yeah, it was rough. But that is still one of the great blessings of life is that I still was there. Like I still happened to be there so that my dad and I could immediately start doing what we needed to do as opposed to you know, me being back in Los Angeles and then trying to get back to him as quickly as I could. So that was a powerful blessing. Man, I, I am dreading the shit out of this. Yeah. I really am. My dad is like, when it comes to, um, he's big on legacy. Yeah, yeah. So he builds a lot. He's, uh, I mean, he, he retired a few years ago, uh, 40 years at IBM, the reason why we came here. Wow. Yeah, like moved all the way up, VP sales, Get Africa, down. Nice. Like, like, like he's on that level. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, oh, I want to build legacy. So I'm going to, uh, you know, buy property. Yeah. And he started a freaking school. Man. I'm not. It's not a flex. It's not a flex. <laughs> That's just uh, so giving and open hearted. No, no, like, I'm going to start a school. I'm like, what do you mean you're going to start a school? Well, you know, there's all these kids in the neighborhood I grew up in, in Africa, that they don't go to school. So I'm wow. going to grab like 30, 40 kids. And I'm going to, you know, basically tear down uh, our grandma uh, grandma's house mm-hmm. and then uh, build a building on top. And at the top of it is a freaking school. Wow. And then he goes, oh, I'm going to build a village for homeless kids now. I'm like, Dad, I now have to keep up with all this shit. I was about to say, you it's like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're doing with podcasts? <laughs> That's a contribution, I suppose. Yeah, really. Like this is I'm building I'm building a future here and you're out here talking to strangers. Like, <laughs> yeah, good well, thanks, Dad. Nice. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I have a legacy. It is on it is on Spotify. <laughs> exactly. My you can get my legacy wherever you get podcasts. Yes. So when I go away, <laughs> you'll be able to listen to my voice for hopefully more than three hundred episodes. Three hundred and one episodes. But yeah, it's it's he's he's all about that shit, and wow. then it's it's big. I don't know if it's the same in the African American culture, mm-hmm. but in the African culture, whoever's the first son is the one supposed to like. When the dad goes away, everybody looks at the first son and go, "All right, you got you got everything sorted out, right?" Like everybody's right. looking to you. Yeah, is that the same? In our- Not so much. I think. I mean, I think that uh, black men and their children have that sense of you're going to carry on. But I think just because of the history of, of 
black America, mm-hmm. it's always the idea that you're going to do more than I did. It's sure. not even a matter of maintaining this. It's a matter of create whole new worlds for yourself. Right. And so there's not that sense of legacy and continuation as much as there's that sense of make it all bigger. Uh, make yourself even more present and known in this country. Create your legacy. Oh, That's okay. what it is. Yeah, we don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of pressure, I tell you that. Yeah. It really is. From what I understand, like, Japan, China have that really strong sense of... A lot of traditional of, cultures yeah, like that. Yeah, like, it's automatic you're going to take care of your parents. It's automatic yep. that you're going to carry on a legacy. Here, it's... You, you, got, you got that one last name, and that last name better, like, stand the test of time. Kind yeah. Of thing. That's oh, yeah. really like, oh, it's the family, it's the, you know... Nobody says, oh, the Andersons, it's, or, you know, the Johnsons. Right. It's like, no... Like you, you're bigger. Something bigger here than just you. That's right. Like you can't. Yeah. It's, it's some Game of Thrones shit. Yeah. It's, really, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the you know the dynasty of the you know the Jope and the Zumanigi and like it's like no, you have to maintain that because you you play a role in the community. Right. And if someone drops the ball, you don't want that kind of you don't want that kind of smoke from everybody else. Go. Oh well, you know his his. Dad did all this stuff, but the son's a fuck up. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't want. Yeah, that. you don't want that. That sounds bad. Um, so wh- when does the movie come out? Is it going to be? It's, it's a- going through the festival circuit, so it's going to be hopefully in more festivals, and or mm-hmm. it would be so great if you know some big distribution company saw it this weekend and say, "Stop the festivals! You're coming with us. Here's a hundred million dollars on Netflix. On Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it like that? Is it like they're, they're shopping for? Yeah, they're looking for, I mean, and that's the process. When you're in one of these bigger festivals, that's what you're trying to do. You're either trying to represent your work and so uh-huh. and say, this is what I have. Or if you have a movie like ours where it's really, it's a solid movie. Because a lot of times film festivals are, you can see the rough edges. You can see the talent, but the movie itself still is like having its issues. Um, you, you can shit on any movie. <laughs> I will go ahead and shit on... Well, to a certain degree, when you look at, I mean, I'm jumping in the Wayback Machine here, but Clerks. Kevin oh, Smith's yeah, Kevin Smith, yeah. Yeah. It was clever and everything, but at the time, his philosophy was just put the camera on a tripod and and just shoot whatever's in front of you. Mm-hmm. There was some cuts, of course, and everything like that, but the talent was there, mm-hmm. and it could be seen. Mm-hmm. And so... It was another time in terms of independent movies, though. That That's another thing, is that independent movies were really celebrated at the time Kevin Smith came up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was rough around the edges. Now, you look at that compared to his latest, like, Jay and Silent Bob movie, and the production value is much higher. There's so much more money in it. There are so many more names in it. And so a film festival... Clerks was perfect for a film festival. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed that it made it all the way to theaters. Again, a different time. And then you have other movies where the production value is solid. Um, the sound is solid. Like all the things that you need are solid. And so they have a better chance of going to theaters or streaming is a bit of a ghetto right now. But still, the ultimate, I think, in my mind, is still going to theaters because this is one of the reasons that the actors are on strike is because streaming oh, yeah. keeps trying to say, no, we don't. We're just not making any money. So how, how, did, you, how did you live through that? Um... Were not you... well. <laughs> that was a dumb question. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, were you were you out in L.A. when that was going on? Yeah, it's still happening. And so I, you know, whenever I don't have money, I deliver groceries for Instacart. And so there was a whole lot of grocery delivering. 
I mean, and I'm real targeted with my grocery delivery. I'm not just delivering from Costco or any old yeah, foolishness yeah, yeah. like that. It's right. the expensive it's grocery stores, right? Yeah. Where like Wagyu was $300 a pound. Those are the stores I deliver for. Up into Bel Air and Beverly Hills. You're going to give me some money. <laughs> See ya. So what, what what's going on now? Because it, it, it's kind of, I mean, the strike lasted what? Three months? The strike is currently... We're still going. It's still going for actors, for the writers. It lasted something like 120 days, maybe more. So we're we're closing in on that. Wait, so if it's still happening, how come the talk shows are back on now? Because of the writers. What? So they reached a deal with the writers? They reached a deal with the writers, and so the writers are back to work. Uh-huh. We're still working on a deal with the actors. Now... There are a lot of productions, like the production I'm in, uh-huh. signed an interim agreement, meaning they signed the agreement that SAG wants the studios to sign. And so now I can talk about the movie, I can advertise it all I want. Uh-huh. Because, in fact, SAG kind of wants that, wants to prove that you can make a movie with the terms that we're asking for. Mm-hmm. And because the studios keep saying, it's impossible to make a movie like that. And so lots and lots of movies have signed the interim agreement. And so. They'll be able to talk about them. They'll be able to get them made, all that stuff. It'll be hard to sell them because it still has to go to a studio. But, you know. Wait, so they, they have they reached an agreement with the actors? No. No. So the whole thing about AI and using the like the likeliness, that's still... That's still in up in the air, yeah. How does... I don't get it. Like, it's, it's it sounds like a no-brainer, really. Like, Doesn't it? No. I don't, look, I'm not an actor. Yeah. But it's like... How greedy are you? Oh, golly. No, oh. <laughs> That's I what I keep saying. It's yeah, like, I'm like, how much, like, do you need? Because you, you wouldn't, like, it's your face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just, this is what I have. You don't want to pay for stuff that people make. You don't want to pay for stuff that people consume, meaning... Don't want to pay people to make your cars. Don't want to pay people to deliver your groceries. Anyone who uses their hands, screw them. They were just too dumb to not be us. That's really the vibe I'm getting. And so it seems to be creeping up level by level. It started with, like, again, people who work with their hands, people who are doing manual labor or Mm -hmm. hard physical jobs. Okay, we don't respect them anymore, so screw them. They get $15 an hour. And now it's creeping up to not the top-level actors. Nobody's trying to, you know still Dwayne Johnson's face mm-hmm. they'll pay for that yeah but he'll make sure <laughs> exactly he'll make sure his yeah, face yeah. is he'll paid come to for. your door and fucking <laughs> exactly I would like my 500 million now yeah and so it's the, as as with so much in America it's the working class actor that all of this affects right because it's like your face isn't so special but it's special enough that we want it forever mm-hmm. so we can put it in whatever we want to put it in but even with the with actors who are like getting up there mm-hmm like when they do, I saw the that Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's like how many times are you gonna say I'm too old for this shit? And it's, then it's, show it, up it, again. It, 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 yeah, it's the I'm too old for this shit movie, and it's over and over again. And then they do the like the de-age thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you okay? You get to live. Once you're gone, they have it. Oh yeah. And they oh, can yeah. be like, oh, we'll do, uh, you know, teen Indiana Jones. So we'll use exactly. Yeah. And then there'll be a ghost Indiana Jones because we still have his likeness. And then we'll reboot it. That's right. That's all That's it right. is. That's all it is. It's, it's just money. 
it's just money. And we all have to kind of think about that because I, I consider all kinds of art. It's such, it's such an all of us kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the money makes it seem like us versus them, but storytelling, playing music, the, the final component is the audience. Right. And so we all have to decide what we like and what we want to support and not just be sheep and just say, well, Marvel it is. It's like, they're great. They're awesome. There's, we like Marvel for a reason when it first came out. Right. Now, you guys, you're just milking that poor cow. Oh, we, we had a, the episode that Doc and I did was, uh -huh. uh, um, no, damn it. Like franchises just keep coming. It's yeah. One of those, one of those things. They like Marvel is just printing money. At yeah. This point. Exactly. I mean, it's just like you people like, I don't even, I'm not even a comic book. I'm a manga guy. Yeah. Japanese shit. Nice. But, uh, comic book wise, I'm like, I don't, I don't read them, mm -hmm. but you know, Oh, when the new fill in the blank part three or whatever is coming out, you're going to go see it. Yeah. Not, you don't even have to be a fan, but it's like, eh, it's big. Yeah, it's, it's big, it's flashy shit, yeah. shit blows up, Yeah, you know, and then they got powers, eh, yeah. why not? There you go. Why not? It's Saturday, I ain't got shit to do, I don't have to I think mean, much. Exactly. <laughs> I can just like let it pour onto my face. Pretty much, yeah, it's like, oh, boom, bah, boom, yeah, yeah, da, yeah. Da, 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 and then you're done. And then you're done, and you, and, and you call yourself having <laughs> a social life. But... <laughs> hey, go back to being a human again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it's really one of those things also where there was a point in there. I'll call you when I remember it at about 3 a.m., and so we'll start again. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's get into our topic. So yeah. this this is going to be, you know, we're just talking about Marvel and, like, um, stupid, stupid movie tropes. Yes. And so can you, can you define what a trope is for those who don't know? A trope is like... Um, kind of a, a shorthand language for things that you see in a movie. So a superhero trope is the idea that there, there can be only one, that there's the chosen one. That's, uh, that's Superman, that's Neo. Yeah. And so you have that, there can be only one kind of thing or a trope also can be like the, the girl who nobody found attractive. This is a trope oh, that's falling out of style. But oh, yeah. good, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. So it's these visual cues, because that's really what it is. It's a visual cue uh -huh. and a shorthand language that everyone who watches movies knows. Right. Like, but they're overused. Yes. Like the, you know, walking away and, and you don't look back and the explosion behind you. Exactly. Yeah, like that kind of shit. Because, like, yeah, everybody knows those things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you're like... Is it still using this? It, it, you know what? It gets to a point where they don't even register anymore. Yeah. It really doesn't. Yeah. Like when you have like the sassy black friend. God <laughs> damn it. With the well, sassy black friend. Look, you're, you're, you're the black wife in, in the movie. So you're not the... I, I'm next level yeah, stuff, right? This is, you know. this is, you're already up here. Yeah. The sassy black friend got to go. Yeah. I'm tired of the sassy black friend. Or, or actually guy or girl. Yeah. Actually, even the black friend to the black man character... The sassy one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just watched, uh, oh my God, um, House Party. Oh God. Oh, holy yeah. Oh, man. so much. So much black friend stuff and so much sass. Whole lot of sass. Not necessary. Mm -mm. Not no, necessary. we could live without no, that. No, no, it, it's, it's, first of all, you're, you're, you're redoing a classic. Yeah. House Party. Yeah. Right. 
And you know, kid and play. I mean, they're they're even the the bad guys are old in the movie, but it's supposed to be in high school. They're all buff and shit, right? And it's funny. And now you're having this over the top. You you saw it, right? Yeah. Okay, good. If you haven't seen it, um, yeah. don't. Yeah, you're all right. Or 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 get really really hot first. <laughs> get really 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 high, yeah. and then watch it, and you're you might not even chuckle actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. So bad. It's so bad, but it's like you try to try so hard to like want to be funny. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not even it, it doesn't connect. It's like that's not how people it, it, it's one thing if the, the sassy black friend is, oh, this is everyday black folks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we snap with all these things. But when it feels forced where you're th that character by himself. Is the one who carries the carries the funny. Yeah. In the entire project, in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, this, this this doesn't exist. Exactly. And whoever whoever is like that in real life probably gets punched in the face <laughs> all the time. All the time. They're getting a slap every oh day. It's like, God damn it! If I if you say one more word, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. It's that guy. No one wants to be friends with that guy or that girl. What I will say on that particular trope about the sassy best friend. What I see from a lot of women, the sassy best friend is also like the sexually free one who is oh, always yes, talking yes. about the men that she's been with and the random sex that she's had. And it's yeah. like, shut up. She, she, her clothes are kind of oversized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like three sizes up. Yeah. Yeah. And then her house is very like, uh, what's, what's the, what's the word? The eclectic. Yes. Yeah. It, it's very like, uh, Oh, like with a bunch of plants and chimes, exactly and chimes, chimes and, and like beaded curtains somewhere yes, in the house. Yes, yeah, yes, that bitch. Yeah, that's the one. That's the oh one who's God. having like tantric sex, and you're just like, what? Who are you? And have you ever questioned whether maybe you actually do love yourself? Because you're having so much random sex. It's a lot of random sex. <laughs> Let's talk about ourselves now. What are you getting from that? And she acts like her life is in order. Oh, is that it's like not. everything's fine? It's no, like you, but it's not. You got problems, yes, sweetheart. Yes, and yes. we're not addressing them because you keep deflecting with supposed humor. So. Yes, and you're not the main character. Yeah. You're supposed to make the white the white girl feel good about herself. Yes. With her mm-mm-mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with your mm -hmm yeah. shit. It's not your job. Your job is to be there and then act like there's always some spirit around you as when you talk. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's so true. And it's funny about because we also rarely get to see that best friend actually get married. And she does. She like marries a, 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 a small person. Like, <laughs> she's the one who marries the guy who's three foot two and she's six feet and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, it's like, oh, we love each other. And it's not. Now, let me say mm -hmm. there are many three foot two men who I assume are incredibly attractive and desirable. Probably. But in movies, they're talking shit. <laughs> they're they making got that fun confidence. of you. <laughs> oh, this is good. All right, your turn. What do you got? All right. In the movies, usually it's in horror movies or thrillers or something like that, where someone sees something. See, Someone sees something that's so outside of the realm of anything that they've seen before, and they go and tell their friend. And the friend, this person has shown no sign of mental illness, no sign of seeing like things that aren't there. And the friend immediately starts saying, well, maybe you were asleep. <laughs> I saw a great big demon in my room. And he 
touched me. That's where I got this scar. Oh, do you think you maybe walked in your sleep? No sign of that at any point in time in life. <laughs> no, it was a demon. He grabbed me. He dragged me down to hell. I met his parents. That's why all the back of my hair is singed off. Because there was an explosion and I walked away from it. But <laughs> <laughs> So there are physical things showing that it happened. And it's like, oh. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, golly. Maybe you need some help. And so that, after a while, it's just like, this person has shown no issues with their mental health at any time in their life that we are aware of. And now all of a sudden, they see something that is so outside of the norm. And you just say, you know what? Take a nap. <laughs> Oh my god! Do you watch a lot of horror movies? Yeah, I do. I oh, do. see, that's one thing I I I have a hard time. Really? I don't. I mean, I know like October is all horror movies in the box office. Yeah. You know, Saw twenty five. We're gonna be cutting niggas off again. Yeah. Whatever. It's 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 uh. It is the the tropiest tropes. Oh my god! Yes. Between uh, the 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 tropiest tropes to me are horror movies, anything in horror movies, and anything in superhero movies. Yeah. Because. Oh, yeah. I, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's a house of tropes. People, people gonna die. Yeah, like they're gonna make groups gonna split up, go down. You go, you groups of two. Group, you go upstairs. We go downstairs. Right. We gonna investigate, and then they die. But it's it's always the 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 pretty couple that makes it out. Everybody else dies. Exactly. It's if you're the, homely in a horror movie, write your will. Exactly. And it's it. And then you know, there's only two left. Then they make two groups of one. And then yeah. I guess, you know, whatever. But it, it's. It, it, it's 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 so to me it's so bad that it's 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 borderline comical. Yeah, that it you is. still fall for shit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I've experienced spirits in my life, but it, it's it's not a to get it to where oh it's it's just, this is the normal. It's one thing if it's like a supernatural world like universe that you're presenting. Yeah, and so you expect crazy shit to happen. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, I live in the suburbs, yeah, exactly. and, and, and all, all of a sudden, like this, this this random dude out of nowhere, like now is the monster and he's killing everybody in yeah. the most gruesome ways, and oh, now we have to deal with this to to restore the peace. Exactly, exactly. In whatever hills, <laughs> <laughs> in pine tree hills, in pine trees. <laughs> I mean, this, this is why. That's why I'm like, I, it's it's not. Okay, so why do you love them? Well, I love a certain kind. Like, the just straight murdering type stuff. Like, Saw just is upsetting for the thing that people like about it, which is, what would you do? What would you do if you had to cut into that woman's stomach to get the key to take the thing off your neck, otherwise your head explodes? That whole thing is just like, that's that's too much. It's too much. Yeah, don't, not necessary. It's, I don't need What happened to just stab it? <laughs> And now we gotta do all that? Yeah. Come on. I'm like, I, where are the chainsaws? <laughs> I always wanted to see the guts of a person. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I, always, I, I've been to exhibits when they showed the the, uh, the body without the skin and all the stuff. Those are very cool. I, I want to see those. Yeah, in those real are awesome. Life. That's why they make those movies. But yeah. I, I, I just don't unless unless it's like a more psychological kind of thing. That's what that, I like. That that's more interesting to me. Up to a point. Because there is a point where it's just like, this is, I think I need therapy. But for the most part, I like haunted dolls. I'm always down for a nice haunted doll. I'm always down for a Wait, good like exorcism. Chucky? Not Chucky. Chucky. More like Annabelle. Same An- thing, isn't it? No, nah, Chucky, he's a slasher. Annabelle, 
Wolf. is a creature from beyond where she is holding the spirit of something, blah, blah, blah. But it's a doll. It's a doll. You throw it in the trash. You don't throw dolls in the trash? What planet do you live on? It's, it's possessed. What are you going to do? You can't, you can't put that in recycling. <laughs> I, I put it, look, I... <laughs> I will cut that doll and put it in my in my uh, in my sink and, and turn on the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that simple. And somehow you're going to be pulled into the sink and have your arm chewed off. Yep, that's how that goes, man. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't oh, see, yeah. I didn't no, see you, Annabelle, as you can tell. Yeah, no, you can't just get rid of them. You got to get rid of them right. Nobody has, obviously. That's why there are sequels. But still, yeah, you can't just have some doll lying around saying, eh, fuck off, doll. Put him in the trash. Then you're gonna curse the trash man. How you feel about that? See, and then you probably curse the whole city because it'll go to the landfill. It's all fucked up after that. No. Oh wow, I didn't think it. Yeah, I, no, I, I, you thought it through. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, no, you gotta think not. it through to the end, buddy. Yeah. It is. It, it is. So Annabelle is the what? Is, she's possessed by some something. Yeah. It's, but it's the walking doll, evil. and it talks. No, that's what's scary about Annabelle. See, Chucky walking and talking. Shit. For me, Talking it's just like, shit. exactly, why don't you just kick the shit out of him? Like, really, get yeah. a running start and boot his head off. Uh-huh. But Annabelle, she just sits and she watches and then she possesses some child. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and exorcisms. I love exorcisms. Like, I love exorcisms. Do you like that first one? The Exorcist? Yeah. Loved it. And it's not because of the vomit and the, you know, the, the poop and all that. Yeah. And the cursing at your mother. Whatever yeah, you for some reason that, that I'm indifferent to. It's the world building that I'm always so fascinated by. Like, I'm so fascinated by these mythologies within the Catholic religion. And I guess a lot of people wouldn't call them mythologies. But this idea, which leads me to my next trope, actually. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. This idea that God somehow put in the world a book or an object that would dispel all the evil and it becomes a racist to who finds it first, the evil or the hero. And I've always wondered why the most classic examples like Jason and the Argonauts, he had to go get a golden fleece. Uh, uh, Argonauts. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so I always wonder why, why would you make that? Like there's that one artifact that can either destroy destroy everything. Exactly. Or send them back to hell. Exactly. Yeah. The one thing that would just change the very nature of existence, and one person can find it, and they have to go through a bunch of shit to get to it. And it's like, why, why even create something like that? How about we just put that book on Mars, or, <laughs> or we just keep it with us if we're evil, like we just create a pocket or and, a purse of some sort. And there's all, there's only like a handful of people who know about it. Always. Every, everybody's just like, doo, 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 doo. but he's got, yo, there's this thing. There's this thing. Indiana Jones, the, the the dial of whatever. Yeah. It was like, like, like the, oh, we'll travel through time and all that. And I'm like, yeah, mm. not, why? Yeah. To do what? I mean, I was touched, I have to admit. I do have to admit Indiana Jones where the dude went back in time and he was like talking to I can't remember Pythagoras or something yeah. like that and I was like oh, that's beautiful that's what I would do I'm gonna stay here I'm gonna stay Sh- shut up get up and then blank screen he's back in his office yeah I don't know why he didn't <laughs> leave him there if he wants it like all that other than the fact that he would probably change everything and time would be screwed back. up See, I don't this know is, this the back. part so when they go on these journeys to find whatever artifact oh what's the the one uh, the Nicolas Cage one is National uh, Treasure. National Treasure. Yeah, yeah. And it's like they go on this thing, and then they're like, 
oh, they go into this museum that everybody knows, but yeah. there's like a door that you have to know about. Exactly, all these this, puzzles. Yeah, and you got and and then uh, <laughs> one moment they're somewhere in Istanbul. And then five minutes later, there's somewhere in fucking Mumbai. And you're like... Who's paying for that? Yes. How do you get in there that quick? Who's paying for that? Exactly. You just have some sort of black or platinum credit card where you can just like blah, blah, blah. And, and then... Oh, and the, 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 <laughs> they show the globe and they show the plane sometimes. They go across. That plane is the old Southwest <laughs> Airlines. Exactly. That thing where you see your plane. This is where you at. You're over the ocean. And you just go... See, shit like that, I think is funny. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah. What was another one that was like, oh, the one that got so big, the sequels, Angels and Demons, The Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code, yeah. All of these, you have to do all of these amazing things. You have to solve all of these puzzles. You have to go into these tombs where, you know, stuff comes out of the walls and stabs you and everything like that. And it's like, what God would create this device and then give it to men to hide somewhere and say, don't let the demon find it. And then encourage the demon to go down there and look. <laughs> and the guy's always one step ahead, but the the bad guy is right behind. Exactly. Like, oh, thanks for solving all the shit for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then the good guy gets knocked out and then he wakes up. That's another thing that we haven't seen. What? You can only be knocked out so many times before you have trauma. <laughs> And so I'm sure by the end of National Treasure, Nicolas Cage had trouble saying his own name. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. All right. Um, my next one. Oh, I had, I, had, I had a bunch. Hold on. Okay. The dude who has like a, a mindless job. Yeah. He's the regular dude. Yeah. But come to find out, the man got skills. Exactly. <laughs> the dude is like Navy SEAL to every Jason Statham movie. Yes. Every like, There's a new one coming out. It's a beekeeper. You see that <laughs> shit? A beekeeper who's ripped. Yeah, he's like, he's uh, like he, in the trailer, he walks up and the, and the two security guards and he's just like carrying a suitcase and the guy goes, oh, you got to drop your thing or you can't get in there. It's like, we're going to count to three and Jason counts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck exactly. you gonna do? Like you're a beekeeper. No, I I know some shit. Exactly. Turns out yes. I have special forces. Yeah, like I I can I can I can pinch your nipple and you pass out for two days. Exactly. Like, this is what I can. Do. I learned that. <laughs> uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Taken. Yeah. Oh gosh, Liam Neeson. Good oh. lord. He just happens to know Denzel Washington in the Equalizer. He knows shit. I mean, no, he's really good though. Yeah, yes, he yeah. it's Denzel. Though. Yeah, we'll, exactly. let, we'll let that one. We're pass. gonna let that one go yeah, because he Den- makes it real every time. Yeah, yeah, Denzel, you're the only one who can pull this off. Everybody else is like, come on. Oh, I'm a, I'm a cab driver. Yeah, but I kick some ass on the weekends. I know. See, that's the thing. It's like that workout process because Mr. Cab Driver. You are ripped. You are like two hours in the gym ripped. And then you have this, you know, shit apartment at the top of a, you know, a three-story walk-up or something like that. But what gym are you going to? (laughs) How can you afford all of the, like, powders and shakes that you need to maintain that body? Why is it that you don't have more women around you? Why is it that nobody likes you? Yes. Why are you such a loner with the body? Because that body is a show body. That's not a work body. That's a show body. Yeah, and you, and you live in a loft. Yeah, in New York City, where you to get there, you have to take the the big elevator. Always with the <laughs> yeah. He's either lives like complete shit, yes. or he lives in some place where it's like, come on, 
Yes. Come on, beekeeper money. Yeah. I see. <laughs> and he, he got he got that one closet with all the gears. Yeah. That he hasn't used in like like okay, I, I got my secret my secret closet, and that's where I put my weapons, my my gloves, my exactly. Knife. Like he has a drawer full of grenades. Like this is where. And I always wonder, did he have to? kill the construction guy who built that secret thing was he like you did a great job great job here have some kool-aid <laughs> and he buried him like under the whole thing and, and pays and, tribute to him once a year and then he has the uh the one friend like who's uh who's still in like in the police force yeah or yeah. he's like a commander or something. Like, all right, I'm gonna have to call this fool. Exactly. Like, yeah, only like we go way back. Like, uh, uh, Rambo. <laughs> Fucking Rambo. There are so many people in the armed forces, sir. You had to call the retired psychopath. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. No, that no, says no, something no. about you. Nobody calls the homeless vet. <laughs> 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 Nobody. Excuse calls... me. Excuse me. Wake up, sir. <laughs> Your country need... needs you. <laughs> The Russians are coming. Remember that? <laughs> come on. Come on. Stop talking. There's nothing there. Just come on. <laughs> Stop talking to the tree. Exactly. We need you. We need you. We, we, we have to unleash all the training you've had <laughs> in your past life. Remember that time? Remember? The, remember the, 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 the night, the horrors you get and your nightmares you get? Yeah. yeah we need those We're back. We're going to need all of that back. We're going to need all of that back. The Please. thing that makes you scream throughout yeah. the night yes. with night terrors? We're going to need all of that special knowledge. The country needs you. Yeah. Okay. And you've been there. <laughs> you know the train. You know how it goes. <laughs> the Russians are coming. Yeah. Come on. That's exactly Really? It. Nazis are back. What? 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 Yes. Uh, well, well, give me a shower and I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to need a haircut, though, because I haven't had one. <laughs> exactly. I might have a little lice problem. Yes. And, then, and then they just like, you know, spiff him up with a suit. With exactly. A, uh, get him into, you know, treatment because he's on crack. And it's like, once we get through the crack addiction, sir, we're giving you a gun. We're heading on over. I want to see that movie. Wouldn't that be a good movie? Yeah. Yeah. The real, like, we need you back. And the guy's like, oh, fucked hey, up. And and the casting would be easy as hell to really <laughs> anybody on, yeah. on Skid Row. would be like, hey, come here. Oh, my God. We, we There'll be you. like 40 sequels out of that just to include all of the people. Oh, milk it. Oh, God, yes. Yes. Take every war. Just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> You're going back. Like, the Germans are back. What is it? Oh, Vietnam is back. Yeah. What? <sighs> Oh my god! Every dog. time I leave, they pull me back in. Yeah. sixty years later. Yeah, like I retired. I don't do this no more. I have yeah. a family. I have a life. I got da, da, da. no man. Gotta go back. Fuck all that. Yeah, you're the only Fuck. one. The, yeah. We trained one guy, <laughs> and I feel like I should have told you before we trained you. But yeah, we're gonna need you the whole time. We got one, and then when you die, we'll get another one. But until then, you're on. <laughs> we called everybody. Else. <laughs> It comes down to you, John. It's, everybody else said no. So we're at the point where you can't. Come on. Is that or, or your family dies? How's that? <laughs> exactly. How about that? Exactly. We called Doug. and he's, <laughs> Fucking Doug. He's on his way to Tahiti with his family. It's his 20th anniversary. Just He just sounded so excited. We can't have him go. That seems wrong. Because you know Doug. Doug's a douche. We can't have a douche. We can't have a douche go. <laughs> no. We need somebody serious. And John... You're the man. Yeah. You're the man for the job. And we've been tracking your workouts. You're still <laughs> you're still in good shape, buddy. Doug, he must have gained what, twenty pounds? 
He's a roly-poly former soldier. We need one who still looks like a soldier. And you don't lie to me. You know you go out there and shoot that gun so that you can keep up your training. For yes. what reason? Yes. When you, when you tell your wife you're going to see your your boys, yeah. you know what you're doing. You're going to the gun range. You're going to the gun you're range. Going to the gun or you're range. going That's, out in the woods and yes, like rolling like, through the mud and stuff. Yep. Yeah. You're keeping up. You're, yeah. you're, you're 60 years old, mm-hmm. but you still got it. Yeah. You did not want to let that go. That part of your life is still within you, and the country needs it. And you ain't got a choice. Oh, we got no movie. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Really what it comes down to. That's exactly oh, it. Oh, I'm tired. Look, yeah, I want to see one with a homeless. homeless <laughs> exactly. So they, one moment is holding a sign. The next he's got a suit on. He got his guns. He got everything. He's going in. Guns blazing. Exactly. A little bit of a twitch, I'm, but. Like, he, he sneaks into the mansion when the bad guy is. Yeah. He trees the artifact. And then on the way out, it's a, just a shootout. And then he jumps. <laughs> And then and then into the water, yeah, and escapes with, with scuba dive. But he does have a handful of shit he got from the refrigerator because <laughs> you never know when shit's gonna change again. Yes. So I had to get some triscuits. I had to get a little bit of Velveeta because that shit lasts. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Oh, that fucker. <laughs> Annoying. It's it's like so when you Google tropes, the, the the first things that come up are like here's some tropes, how to avoid them. Yeah, like oh yeah, do something else. Yeah, like Hollywood is running out out of ideas. I talked about that a lot with Doc, and yeah, he's like come on, this everything's based on the book. Everything's based on you know it's a remake of this, it's a remake of that. Oh, it's a reboot. We're gonna you know you know bring back fucking Indiana Jones. Just why? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're like, no, just be creative with some of this stuff. It's really okay. Part of the reason that they do this, I'm sure Doc talked about it, is, and I'm sure you get this with singers too, these studios now want a built-in audience so that they don't have to convince new people. They just want to keep catering to the same audience who will spend the money and Mm -hmm. bring a date. And so that's a, a big part of the problem is that studios have always been dicks and assholes sure this is a thing but there was a time when there was a desire to really just do a good movie or even do a bad movie because you just had to burn off some money for for that fiscal quarter mm-hmm. but there was a desire to just make something that people would like now there's just it's almost like they keep trying to hit that same place that always wants sugar and salt you know, it's always at that pleasure center, always at that place where it's just like, I know this, this tastes good to me. It's not really good for me because I can feel my thoughts like seeping out of my head, <laughs> but it's a place that I know. And film is meant to challenge people. It's meant to show people another part of life. And now it's just, it's so escapist now that it just has become the McDonald's of entertainment. Yeah, it's kind of a, in a way, it's kind of a chicken of the egg kind of, Chicken in the egg kind of thing. Because yeah. it's like, well, we'll give people what they want. I mean, no, your job is to give people what you want so they like it. Yeah. And then, and it, that's the cross industries. Music's this way. It's like, oh, well, people want to hear, people, you know, rappers, female rappers talk about fucking and, and booty hole brown and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, no, that's because that's what you think, but you should be the tastemaker. You should be yeah. like, yo, this is dope. Check this out. This is dope. Check this out. Yeah. We think that there's a reason we can argue this logically why this movie is a great movie. Yeah. And and we believe 
that you're going to like it if you have a soul. Yeah. Like, this really what that is. Yeah. Instead of, oh, yeah, uh, make another one of these superhero shit and then... And burn all of the studio's money up in that so that you yeah. just don't have any money right. to make a $20 million movie, a $50 million movie. There's so many, there's like a whole just class of movies that disappeared because the studios are like, we'll either give you a dollar, send you over to Hulu, mm -hmm. or we'll give you $250 million and you need to make that back the first weekend. Shit. And so it just has become so perilous. That's why those things are so expensive and so much money is blown on them, which is another chicken and the egg thing. You spend all of this money so that you can make the money back so that you can spend more money so that you can make the money back. Right. And in the meantime, someone at the top level is getting super rich. Oh, that's what I meant to tell you. I don't have to call you at three in the morning now. Oh, go ahead. On Marvel movies, mm -hmm. we're talking about kind of the the uber capitalist at the top. On those Marvel movies, they don't want to pay the people doing the special effects right, like doing all of the computer effects. And so they put them on really tight deadlines and they just kind of have to change uh, because a studio says change on the turn of, uh, at the turn of a dime. And so they'll be working it one direction and then an executive says, nah, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And they'll have to reprogram everything and they have to take these wages where it's just like, this does not match my talent or the time I put in. Like mm -hmm. people don't see their families for weeks and weeks when they work on a Marvel movie. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, the, the, the they they trying like they set the bar. Yeah. I yeah. have a friend, uh shout out to Obi. He's been on the podcast. Uh he worked in visual effects. Mm. Uh he worked on uh Hypnotic, he worked on um Elita, Battle Angel. Nice. Um Fear of the Walking Dead, mm -hmm. like a lot of this. But when you think Marvel, like the whole movie takes place in the warehouse. Like there's, they don't, they don't go outside. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no outdoors. There's, yeah. There's, there's no there's, ocean in Avatar. No, exactly. It's it, And you're like, the amount of work that it takes to to create this world. Yeah. And I'm always, <laughs> I always thought that because they're in this thing where they do the post credit scene that now you have to sit through all the credits and it's it's long. Oh God, it's long. It is long. You're like all these people right here. If it weren't for this guy, like you wouldn't have, you know, Thor's fucking hammer. It wouldn't look the way it looks. Right. Like, like there's one person assigned to Thor's exactly. hammer. Yeah. yeah. One dude that's his job to make Thor's hammer look that way yeah. throughout the whole movie. And there's such a, cause you only see the, you only see the end product. You don't, yeah. you don't get the appreciation of, yeah. Some, somebody was holding the freaking, the boom, the, 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 the boom mic. Yeah. And people forget that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's it's it is a rough. It is a rough. When he tells me about it, I'm like, yo, I don't know how you how you do this. There are times where I don't know either. It really is one of those things where even even as long as we've been making movies, mm -hmm. it's a very labor intensive job. It needs people. Now, who it needs is shifting. Um, it went from having, <clears throat> excuse me, all these grips and, and, you know, people holding the mic and the, the assistants and all of that stuff, like just layers and layers of people. Mm -hmm. So now you have all of those layers going toward technicians of some sort, mm -hmm. IT people, but it's still like when you're on a set, there's just no getting around the fact that actors have to be there present if you want to make it a good movie. Mm -hmm. Otherwise why not just make a cartoon if you don't want to use real actors? And there are so many people who make money 
off of a movie. There are so many people whose livelihoods depend on this movie. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, it's great. So many people are employed by doing a Marvel movie. But at the same time, I always have to ask, what did they have to sacrifice for this executive to get a $100 million bonus? Because that money had to come from somewhere, and it can't all have come from audiences, can it? No. It has to be somebody has to take some kind of cut. And it always is going to be the lower level. It's never going to be, well, you know... Chris Hemsworth (laughs) really want to give makeup a raise so that they're making $30 an hour versus 12. So we're going to cut your salary by 3 million. That's not going to happen. His agents will lose their minds. Yeah. I mean, this is that, that, that caliber of actor is like, look, I come in, I do my job. I get the fuck out Mm -hmm. onto the next project. And I'm going to get another project. Yeah. You might not. That's right. You're a key grip. You're a caterer. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're the driver. Best like, of luck. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, well, maybe I'll see you on another set. If I see you, maybe I'll say hi. But otherwise, because they, they want to make it look like, oh, yeah, we wrap up. Everybody, good job. Yeah. Good job. Oh, we all became friends. Yeah. I haven't seen my family in six months. How how you like them apples? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, you go back home. You fly out back to your house, and then you come in. You come on set. All right, cool. What's my line? All right, cool. I got this. Yeah. And then go home. Yeah. When it comes to, because I've done budgets for much smaller movies, like shorts and everything that I produced, mm-hmm. it I'm familiar with what a budget is supposed to be and where you have to allocate money. And it's so interesting. In short films, you know, you don't worry about an actor budget because you're probably not paying them. But in those bigger films where there is so much money at the top, there's n- the budget cuts, the things that have to be sacrificed always come below that. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you could just, not pay I think The Rock is making something like 250 million on his next movie mm-hmm. if you could pull 50 million out of that and put it over here you would be shocked at how much more excited everybody would be probably how much more um, authentic and good looking the movie could be you're paying all of that because he's a great name and he's going to sell your movie but wow, what you sacrifice for the people who are actually going to make the movie and put it together. That's me, though. I, I'm slowly turning into some sort of communist. <laughs> it just is absurd. I'm so I mean, like, eat the rich these days. I mean, it's it's the thing is, it was um, built like this from its inception. Yeah. It's like, OK, I got money. I'm going to have an idea for 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 a movie. I'm going to do it so I can make more money. Yeah. And I don't care who I need to step on to make this shit work. That's right. And hopefully I'll get to do it again and again and again. You'll never see my face, though. Exactly. But you know the checks are coming. Mm Mm-hmm. Checks are coming. That's exactly it. My hands are all over this. That's the problem with America in many ways. The hands that are all over things are people that we haven't even considered, that we know nothing about. Yeah. But they have so much influence because they have the cash money. So yeah, I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't strike more often. <laughs> there was a time where people struck all the time and then everybody kind of in the 80s, 90s, uh-huh. there seemed to be uh pads for people to better their lives. But then when Ronald Reagan did all of this deregulation and everything, oh, yeah, yeah. Ow, the movie money just started moving towards the top and towards the top and little things would be taken away so that by the time we get to this moment, we realize we have lost so much over the last 30 years. Yeah, so just to, much. Just to be able to catch up to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, 
40 years of just like, yeah, disparity in, yeah. in, in money. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, what are you going to do? Yeah. Now, now we're at the point where it needs a societal change, which is what we're fighting against now, or some are fighting against. I'm all for it. But now we need that kind of change because the problem has just become unfixable at the level of the problem. You can't do little tweaks now. It really has to be reinvented. But do you think it's from the top down? Because that's not going to happen. It's going to be from, from the ground up. Yeah. Like yeah. like any revolution, like any you yeah. Know, um, I was about to say crowdsource, but uh, <laughs> so water. No, no, no. Grassroots. Yeah. Uh, grassroots. Grassroots. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, that's how all revolutions really happen. It it rarely it can't be a top down because the top down is always they're trying to secure what they have. Right, they're right. trying to make the wall uh, so bulletproof. Mm-hmm. I realized, you know, as I'm delivering groceries and all of this stuff, that there is a whole industry I have no idea about in terms of wealth. Like there is a whole other world operating that caters to the wealthy and that's all they do. And I just was like, I was annoyed when I discovered that. It's like, you probably have whole... Slaves. Yes. (laughs) You probably have whole slaves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like uh, when you... It's that um that Chris Rock joke. There's rich people and there's wealthy people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, rich people. What do you say? Uh, Rick James is rich. Yeah. He was rich, but you know, one bad coke habit and everything goes away. Yeah. You know what I mean? But wealthy people are the motherfuckers you don't hear about. Yeah. Who like li- live in these spheres that mm-hmm. are like unattainable. Yeah. It's like that movie, uh, what's that Matt Damon movie where he, everybody lives on Earth, but the rich people live in space? Oh, I know what you're talking uh, about. Elysium? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Like there's a whole other universe out there yeah. where these guys get together, they sacrifice lambs or some, something. Yeah. And, you know, they they have slaves and they, they get hookers, they, they live on yachts. Yeah. And they... They go grocery shopping on yachts. They've already talked to the aliens. I know they have. I know rich people already exactly. have arrangements with the aliens. Now, where's that movie? Oh, Elysium is one of them. That's It's one of them, but yeah, still. So. Yeah, they're talking to the aliens every day. They're like, have alien best friends. <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> like their own colors. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They, they own, like, yeah, like, the, think about the guys who are like, every screw yeah. that's ever been built. That guy owns that the, guy. the the patent on how his crew works. Exactly. A, a zipper. Oh yeah. A zipper. Yeah. Like the the mechanism of a zipper is owned by some dude, mm-hmm. and that's all he did his entire life. Yeah. Now he's just fucking. Oh, exactly. He uses the money just to like start get, a fire. How'd you make your money? See that zipper in your pants right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Multiply that by fucking billions and billions. Exactly. And that's, that, that's that's how I live, and that's how my grand 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 grandkids mm-hmm. are gonna be okay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Ugh. when this planet is gone and we've all moved to Mars because that's what the rich people are all planning. <laughs> they'll be okay. Oh, my God. It's fucked. <laughs> it is. Well put, sir. Well put. We need to put that on some sort of tapestry. Do you have more tropes? I have one more trope. All right, let's do this. All right. My last trope is meaningful. Oh, no. This is a better trope. Action scenes. People running. They almost hit a baby. Like ancient cities are being all fucked up because cars are slamming into walls and all of that stuff. Where is the lawyer? 
<laughs> Where is the city saying, God damn it, who's going to pay for this? Where are the lawsuits? That's what I want to see. Like, okay, Jason Bourne's come through town, fucked up all your shit, and yet saved the world somehow. Where's the insurance? Who's going to walk up? Where's the insurance? Where's the insurance, Mr. Bourne? Yeah. <laughs> now, you, you, okay, any Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. They wrecked the shit out of a city. Yeah. And then they go on to the next one. And then one. they just go on to the next city. They go to the next, next one. We're in Rome today. Cool. What are we doing? Uh, we're going to the Coliseum? Yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to race on that. Yeah, we're going to fuck yeah, that we're gonna up. Fuck that up. Yeah. We're going to fuck that up. We're going to have a giant ball. And, and it's always like, um, like <laughs> nobody dies. Like yeah. anybody crossing the street. Like it's it's one thing if there's a big car chase. Yeah. Right? And they're, all the parked cars are getting fucked up, flying in the air. But people just happen to dodge exactly. at the right time. Like, like my dog. I'm going to take my dog. Way. Yeah. It's yeah. like nobody gets crushed. No. Nobody gets rolled over. No. Nobody gets like, oh, yeah, uh, the 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 street light just fell on my head. Yeah. None you of never that. never see that. Mm-mm. They always run and like. And can you imagine being that person? Like how twitchy would you be after that? Where it was just like, I, I was just walking down the street and suddenly I was in the middle of all these cars racing on either side of me and I felt the wind blow. And now whenever I feel the wind blow, I get a panic (laughs) attack. And and now I can't go outside because I'm afraid of the wind. (laughs) That's what happens. Yes. Okay. We need a movie about all the extras. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's, we need a movie with a homeless vet uh, who has special skills. Yeah. And we need a movie about the, the extras who get caught up <laughs> exactly. in, in every action sequence. And it's like, I was just walking my dog. And the car just fucking zoomed by. And my dog got scared. And now the dog has PTSD. You know what? And who's paying for this? Who's paying for this PTSD dog? <laughs> Can you imagine walking out of your house after some giant fucking where they've crashed into all the cars and see your car is the one that's like sitting on its roof? It's like, did anyone leave a note? Who did this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a license plate. Exactly. I, I need a driver's license. I like, am what? not going to my insurance company and saying, yes, I have comprehensive. And so <laughs> I'm not fixing this shit. What's his name? Born? <laughs> Give me his number. <laughs> I swear to God, some look Hollywood. If you're listening, <laughs> these are like perspectives that nobody's touched. Exactly. It's like exactly. make it make it interesting. Yeah, and there's oh. so many people who witness this and are just like, "Did you see that fucking shit?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 they live to to tell the story. Yo, exactly. I was I was minding my own business, and I feel you know what? I feel worse. When they do it in third world countries. Yeah. When they just literally level a whole town. Yeah. And just walk and away. Like, yeah. That was my house. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Who's paying for this? My 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 grandfather built this house with his own hands. <laughs> exactly. And just you just blew through it. Just blew through it. Yeah. Because you had a tank. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody buys, Nobody has a tank in this country but you. You have a tank, and you're mad about something. <laughs> and my house was here. 
In fact, I think you were chasing some guy on foot. Oh, Why God. were you chasing a guy on foot with a tank? <laughs> Why was that necessary? God damn it. Oh, and, and it's the, uh, uh, when they cross, they go through an intersection. Yeah. Without looking. By the way, do they, they have professional drivers do this, right? This is not... I'm, uh, I'm not saying they hire, like, random-ass people to be driving around. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. They, no, they're professional drivers. I don't know how much of that is actually done anymore. A lot of it might just be CGI. But, yes, at one point easier. they had... Yeah, there are a lot of stunt drivers who yeah, do that. We, we're going we're to drive backwards on the highway. <laughs> going the other way. Exactly. Going the other way. You know how hard it is for me to go straight when I'm driving backwards? I'm all over the place. I'm like... <laughs> and even my parking, where they just, like slam into a parking space so straight every time i park my car especially when it's parallel parking i look like i'm running from the police and that because <laughs> it's such a poor job of parking the car and i just look like i had to stop real fast and slam the door open and try and go hide and so yeah the all of that all of that driving backwards who does that they, i mean they need, they need to make ah, welcome to such and such agency we take care of your insurance <laughs> Welcome to Action Movie Insurance. <laughs> exactly. We'll take care of it. What's your deductible? We'll take care of your da- all the damage that you've incurred That's in right. this chase sequence. We will take care of you. Oh, your other insurance dropped you? What was the situation? The Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. That. Yes. Your deductible is going to be so high with us. I mean, we can do it, but it's going to be so high. You might want to look for something else that just can you know, doesn't factor the Coliseum destruction in quite as heavily as we do. I'll, I'll talk to my boss. I'll talk to my <laughs> boss. I'll see what he thinks, but it just feels like you might want to look elsewhere. Actually, on the, that, that same vein, and this is one that, this is not just movies, this is TV shows too. Yeah. Uh, they always find the parking spot right in front of where they're going. Oh my God, in New York. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> You never have the hero have to say, shit. Um, keep looking. Um, there's, the, there's the garage. No, just go to the garage. Twenty-five dollars. Fuck you. <laughs> it's always we go. We go, we, we, go, we have to go and visit the da da da. The parking spot. Yeah. It's never yeah. handicapped either. It's never it, handicapped. It, it, it should be the handicapped spot. Exactly. It's, right, it's literally you walk down the step. We go into the courthouse. Yeah. We go to a courthouse. There's the, the, parking right there's parking right in front of the courthouse. No, there's not. No, there's not. It's, there's reser- never. it's reserved for like maybe cops exactly. something or handicapped people. But no, you get to get you out the car. You manage. And, and, and you never lock your doors. <laughs> <laughs> you never lock your doors. Fuck you. Exactly. You never lock. You're in New York City. Yep. Broad See, daylight. There's that homeless vet standing across the street with yes. his special skills going, did that fool yes. not lock his car? That's my house. <laughs> I'm moving in, dipshit. Yes, that's right. Lock your doors. And guess what? I, I can start the car. Exactly. Because I got special skills. Exactly. And I'll... a twitch. But mostly special skills. They never get a ticket. Mm-mm. They always, um, what is it? All those TV shows, with whether it's Entourage, yeah. Sex in the City. Oh, we're going to the brunch. We're going to the restaurant. Yeah. They pull up. Right there. And I'm yeah. like, nobody expected you? No. No. There, nobody expected you. There's no reason to think that you should have parking. There's no reason to think, well, speaking as 
tropes women walking around new york in high hills like for hours at the end it's like that's some bullshit when the camera's off you're pitting on tennis shoes don't lie to me but yeah always with the idea that somehow in these enormous cities nobody ever has to look for parking nobody ever has to pay for parking yeah nobody ever has to make that decision where it's like yeah i can park a quarter mile away but this machine gun is so heavy Maybe it's worth it if I pay $15 for five minutes. Just go in, blast him. Ugh. Okay, it makes sense if you're robbing a joint. It does make sense. The, the, that's the only case where, okay, get the spot in and out, boom, you're out. Yeah. But if you're uh, if you're visiting the place, like there's going to be at least 20 minutes of free <laughs> time. Is that a spot? Yeah. Like, do you never go back? I, I got to go back to the meter. <laughs> Standing there with his gun. He's like, yeah. Wait, I'll be right back. You stay where you are. <laughs> Do you have some quarters? No, never mind. They take a card. God damn it. Don't move. They have an app. Hold on. Hold on a second. I've got an app. Got you po- son of a bitch. I see you. Don't move. Don't move. What's your I Wi-Fi? See. I don't get a signal in here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm... You know how bad parking is. <laughs> and I, you know what? I have respect for, for movies where the actors actually take the bus. Or take the train, yeah. take the subway. Yeah. But when you're driving and you find a spot right in front of where you're going, sorry, I'm pissed off. Exactly. Because that never happens to us, folks. Ever. Never. Ever. And, and if we get it, we're probably getting our car towed because we missed the sign. Yes. Yeah. We didn't read all it was from after six, you got to pay. You're not checking the, the thing. Exactly. Oh, my God. Because you got a guy to kill. And so there are a lot of steps missed. And that's another thing. So when you go to traffic court, trying to fight it. I was saving the world. I was saving the world, man. <laughs> what the fuck, man? There's an artifact that can kill us all. And you're <laughs> exactly. Gonna, and you're going to give me this fucking ticket? That's right. That I have to fight? This seems unfair. Meanwhile, the bad guy is like miles away from mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And he parks in like a monthly garage, so he always has a parking space. <laughs> is that the world we live in, your honor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. <laughs> Oh, uh, you sad monkey. Oh, you, it's true. You fucking one-trick pony. That's, that's <laughs> Oh. And, and, and I, I really, I truly wonder if, man, I'm crying over here. Uh, if if it, if it's those, all the things we just talked about. Right. People see it and they take it for granted. Yeah. But I wonder how many people actually think, wait, nobody got to pee? <laughs> no one pees here. No, no, nobody oh, goes to the bathroom. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Very like, interesting. No, no. Except someone who's about to be shot because they're stupid. Yeah. And they and then they have to stop and it's like I gotta pee right now. And it's like, but we're being chased. No, I gotta pee. And bam. Now that's what I'm saying. Like it's little things like that. Cause well, it's assumed. Yeah. And it's it's such ingrained in our psyche now that we just overlook it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were in this city this time and then. And then they put the name of the city in big letters. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Paris. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're in Paris now. Yeah. So they play some Paris, some French music. That's some, it. Some accordion shit. Like, oh, they don't show us these. And they're going to wreck the <laughs> shit out of it. Because they can. Because they can. And they always manage to get like the slam in his clothes. They're running through the airport with nothing but their bodies and their credit card, apparently. And then they get there. And then they walk out of the airport. They look amazing. They, yeah, like, slow They don't look bedraggled and like yeah. they've been sitting next to a crying baby for 12 hours to get to Istanbul I want a movie just about that yeah. the transit the it's transit called, <laughs> I, it's called the transit the movie's called the transit that's what it is 
It's uh, you go. I want to see you check in your bags. Yeah. I want. I want to see you go through security. Yep. And don't give me that clear or fucking uh, uh, pre-check. I want you to go through with the regular yeah, folks. Exactly. And regular I want there to be a timer because you know the world is going to be destroyed in three yes, hours. Yes. And this line for Southwest is very long. I think <laughs> I need to sit towards the front of the plane. Well, you can pay extra. No. no. You're group C. You are group C. <laughs> <laughs> and, you didn't, and you didn't check it on time because you were doing other shit. Exactly. And now you're in group C and you're pacing like, God damn. You're going to make it. Miss, miss, I'm going to need to keep my bag with me. There's no room, sir. <laughs> There's no room. I have to put it under the plane. Uh, uh, that means when I get out, I got to wait for your ass. So then I'm going to have to wait. Uh, yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh my God, this is brilliant. If you had been here on time, you would have been in the seating range, but you're not. And so now you're the last person on this plane. I'm sorry. I don't have time to talk about this. Do you want to fly on this plane? That's how he, that goes. Here's your pretzels. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You're going to make it. Exactly. And then he gets out. He gets to go rent the car. And it's like, yes, this is a debit card. <laughs> the whole movie is about a dude saving the world that has to go through the airport system. Exactly. He has to go through the cabs. He has to order an Uber. Yeah. And the dude don't speak English. I want all of that. All of it. And oh he has to decide, God, is this he going to get great. Uber X or is he going to get that fancy Uber? Yes. That seems like a lot of money. Uh, well, the Uber where it got it like it's a group one. They got to drop people off. Exactly. And he's like, God damn, God it. damn it. Another red light. Shit. Shit. <laughs> and then Was it worth the extra two bucks? And, and every... <laughs> Every minute and a half, there's like a like a twenty like the twenty four. Yeah, exactly. Clock. It's clicking down. The, 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 <laughs> the device is gonna explode. Oh my god! I want that movie. That's gonna be a great movie. Um, that sir is a million dollar idea. <laughs> you are welcome, Hollywood. Exactly. See what I can do? Exactly. Genius. Oh, the transit, <laughs> starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> With his old ass. And I say that with love. But Liam, yeah, yeah. I can see you have bad knees. Stop it. Go, go, go do like uh, like Bruce Willis, who's now doing movies that nobody heard of. He's always like the bad, the cop. Yeah. The cop, the disgruntled cop, which is what he's always done. Yeah. But now he's, he's not blockbuster no more. He's like, yeah, I'm going to kind of ride into the sunset exactly. and do shitty movies do nobody hears. Thing. Yeah. And then fine. Yeah. And then we'll remember you for Hudson Hawk. Yeah. So. <laughs> Why you gotta uh, say Hudson Hawk? I, I like Hudson Hawk. Why, why can't you say Blind Date? Why can't you say, you know, uh, Moonlighting? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hudson yeah. Hawk. <laughs> I'm just fucking <laughs> Don't lie. You know you love that shit. I love that movie. <laughs> I like I saw it in French. I love the movie. When they sing the, the Storm the Castle and they sing at the same time. I love that scene. Damn. Anyway, all right. We're gonna, this is great, man. I want the transit made, goddammit. Exactly. Exactly. Really we're going to get funding for that. All right, Kat, where can people find you? Uh, the movie, all that good stuff. Take a look for, uh, you can find us on Instagram at uh, For When You Get Lost. You can find me, Kat Hammonds, actress at Instagram, C-A-T-H-A-M-M-O-N-S, actress. Um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok, although I don't know why you would want to find me there. My videos suck. Talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my videos are terrible. But yeah, Instagram, Kat Hammond's actress for when you get lost. All right. Go yeah. see the movie when it comes out. Hopefully it gets bought and you, you can see it. But congratulations. Thank you. No, this is great. This yeah, is great. Thank you. Uh, as always, make sure you follow the feedback, BAK, everywhere on social media, Instagram, the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Just subscribe. Just hit the button. That's all it is. 
Like I said, I ain't got no sponsors. I ain't got no Patreon. I've been doing it for 10 years because I love talking to interesting people like Kat. So go check it out. Go to the archives. Record Play Live returns on December 17th. Uh, the One Hit Wonders edition. So get your tickets right now. You go to recordplay.live slash uh, One Hit Wonders. And yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Episode 301. Holy shit. Congratulations. Thank you so much for coming through, Kat. Thank I really you. I appreciate thank you. it. And we'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.